It will be the law you know. wisdom on all things animation and cat related you've come appropriately dressed i see for this one yes uh those are my biggest two topics of expertise (laughs) frankly yeah would you say hold on would you say puss in boots counts as a cryptid he's a cat who wears shoes that feels like it's i mean that feels like it could be right (laughs) Um, no, you know, CCCJ, so that's folklore or fairy tale. Yeah. Cryptids are specifically creatures that have been seen Uh that, uh, or documented in some way that are a scientific anomaly. You're telling me a cat wearing shoes is not a scientific anomaly. Well, that it's hasn't just, been documented. Yeah, pe- yeah people aren't claiming that <laughs> they they've actually that seen Puss in Boots. several movies about it. I'm sure someone has claimed this. <laughs> I'm sure someone's like, I saw it. He was out in my backyard. Listen, everyone asks this about Paul Bunyan. And I'm like, have you seen, has anyone seen Paul Bunyan or his uh, story that you tell? I've I seen don't, his many I don't know. That's I've seen that's, his statue that's an interesting one though because Mm. like all the lumberjacks from that time they did claim like yeah i i used to work at a different place with paul bunyan well yeah Yeah. all the lumberjacks would say that they saw but his larger than life folklore uh stories Uh, those are the parts that and his blue ox yeah that could plow dust and uh though there is a part of a Paul Bunyan lore that is considered a, considered a cryptid, which I'm not sure why this one gets to be a cryptid, but like Paul isn't, which is the axe handle hound, which is a dog. Yeah, I love that. That one. has a head that looks like an axe. Yeah, and then you swing it around. Because I guess people claim they have seen this one, so that's why it gets cryptid status. Why? Yeah. What evolution caused it? Is he like a beaver? Does he make I dams? I don't know. I feel like maybe there's a story that goes with it that he like it like swallowed an axe and it uh-huh. just looks like that. <laughs> well, you are what you eat. So. But I yeah. don't know. I've, I've, but that's all. All to be said that uh, no, Puss in Boots is not a cryptid <laughs> because no one has seen that except if you count like. Our cat Peppermint, who has little booties on. <laughs> He's got little socks. Yep. Well, that's that's as good of an intro as anything. <laughs> Welcome to the lore you know. Uh, we we do a podcast every other week, and we talk about all of the best cryptids at this point. We've talked about a lot of cryptids, but actually we talk about the deep <laughs> lore of all of your favorite media, from things from books to, in this case, movies, if mm-hmm. you can believe. We're back from video games and we're going to movies guys did you know that the three of us all saw a movie together for the first time in like four years i haven't <laughs> known either of you for four years i mean in yeah. in theaters yeah 
in theaters. Well, it's like when we all went to that. I mean, uh, yeah, we we, we went, went and saw Triple R before that, but we would just saw it at the house together, and we did scream an awful lot. Well, that's we, good. We did all go see the uh, not Starbomb, the Ninja Sex Party uh, concert together. We didn't know Without that we knowing. were. To, we didn't go together. We just years later all realized that we were all at the same concert at the same time <laughs> before we all true. knew each other. So. Maybe we did see a movie earlier. And we just it's didn't almost know it. like we have Ooh. similar tastes. It's almost like we lived in the same city for a while as well. So, but we did mm. see a movie together. Yeah, that was quite good. And this it is... ties into the title of this episode. Do you want to reveal it, even though we've already said it many times? Me? Yeah, sure. You're a guest, <laughs> you're a guest, you're a, you're a guest host. Wow, again, Lizzie. I'm just shocked to be given that. <laughs> Well, you can do the intro, too, except every time you do it, you treat it like a fucking joke. You don't appreciate the sanctity of the intro sequence. People need stability. CJ is throwing Uh, a lot of shade for the intro he does not remember. I don't really... (laughs) I I feel disrespected now. I was given an honor, and then I was disrespected in the same sentence. That's a classic male move. I'm both both lowering your social status and raising mine. Exactly, yeah. We should really just, like, take a clip of Fran doing the intro, and then even (laughs) when she's not here, just post the same one in every time. Or if like you had like mouse. a script of it and you could just send we it to me and I'd read it. it. Oh, that I sounds mean, like sure a lot I, of work. Then why didn't I, we do that? I was going back through my notes. I'm pretty sure I wrote it, by the way. <laughs> I'm just going to say what I've said before, which is, welcome to the lore you know, which is the podcast we where we lore you more know Amazing. your. Can you imagine we actually do this show in one take? It's crazy. <laughs> I know a lot of people think, wow, you guys must record on many days. So much editing must take together. place. We're all just reading the scripts that are in front of us where it says, and now Lizzie says, and then welcome to the mm-hmm. big big lore 444. Yeah, our, our recording team yells, cut, tell me that one again, but with more passion this time. Yeah, that is what they say. All right, now let's get into the topic today. I'm excited to talk about Puss in Boots. I'm excited. Ethan and Lizzie, because this was a fan submission. Can you believe it? Someone oh. who listens to the show told us to do an episode on Puss and Boots, and now we're doing it. So let that be a lesson That's to great. you. That's great. This is history. This is. Thanks for our listener, Sammy. Big shout outs. Uh, and if you have any ideas for shows or have something cool you want to see, put it in the comments if this is a YouTube video, or tweet at us at Spices With if this is an internet or we have an email, cookingwithspices69 at gmail.com. Can you believe that the all 68 Cooking with Spices were taken? And I had to go with, with that one. but you know, I had no it, choice. I mean, I was just going down the list. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But no, we're going to talk about Puss in Boots. We're going to talk about a few things, all right? Mm. Uh, obviously, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, the movie just came out. That's the movie that we all saw together. Um, because Solid. we're adults, so when we go see movies, we go see children animation together, mm-hmm. and you know, drink a bunch of wine beforehand. Yeah. I mean, we, crit- for, we critique them very heavily. Oh yeah, I do. I, I mean, I, I'm usually just like cats <laughs> wearing shoes. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like we got into that theater and it was like three quarters adults. Like it was mostly yeah. adults who were going to see Puss in Boots. 
Should we tell should we tell the that little colloquial story about when we went though? Because the movie we went to has assigned seating and then we went to our assigned seats and there was a person in them and we're like, Oh hey, this is our seat and they're like, Oh, okay, sorry. So then they just move over one and then other people show up because it's their assigned seats and then i'm like oh so you just wanted these good ass seats that we reserved ahead of time because we are adults we're not lugging around a bunch of children here we know how this works you go to the internet you buy tickets and you get the best spots three days in advance and then you go to the movie so confusing because why did they not just choose those seats if they wanted to sit there like you Touch and, the and screen the, when you walk into the theater. And, and, the, right. and then they, they were, like, were there they first. They were like walking around the theater during like the first 20 minutes of the movie, presumably because they were just going to other seats and sitting right. down in them. And people kept showing up. And it's like, wait, did you just go into the so, sold yeah, out movie theater it, and then expect to just been- that they did seats. not get tickets. Huh, I mean, yeah, it might be that they just did not get tickets, but I like to imagine that, yeah, they went up to the thing, they chose a few crappy seats, and then just went and sat in better ones. We're like, they probably won't show. It'll be fine. That's what my that's what my mom taught me to do with baseball games. She's like, you can just sit in a different spot, and then if someone else says, why that is that their such spot, a parent move. thing to say? Because my parents have said that before as well. Because and I'm like, but in, what if they come? In like, fairness, they might be coming. No one sells still. out a baseball game. No one gives a shit about baseball. There is like a nine out of ten chance that that seat is unoccupied, and you can just sit there. It's because they don't want to get upcharged. Because they're like, wow, you didn't even. It's like honestly, if you're in an airplane. And the seats, the good seats aren't filled up. You should be able to sit there. Like, and I guess sometimes they do that. But also, if you can beat the person who has that seat in a fist fight, you should also be able to. I was just going to say, right now, we really do not need any more discourse happening on planes. (laughs) The no fly list has been leaked. And it's gonna keep growing. I love I I I'm glad I can see who's on the no fly list. I think it's weird it was secret to begin with. <laughs> all That's right. That's fair. I I feel like all of this has been a great setup for our topic today. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about again? Talking about? Uh, oh right, Puss in Boots. All right, yeah, we're gonna talk about a couple of things. So first we're gonna talk about the movie. I mean, uh-huh. we'll we'll get to that, but uh Ethan, this is not, I know when we went to go see Puss in Boots, you were so excited to see the theatrical debut of our favorite little orange pussycat. This is not the first Puss in Boots movie, even standalone movie. There was another one. What? Uh, which I had to rent from Amazon uh, and watch. So I have that knowledge in my head now. But fortunately for us here at the Lore You Now, that movie gives us the definitive like origin story of puss in boots so we can indeed get all of those juicy lore bits for our favorite little tabby cat uh and then we we can talk about how he was in shrek what he was in shrek i know right so so are we just cameo role we're we're going like in chronological order of the history of of puss in boots not in like title release order but in his life yeah, that's story. What we, that's what we always do. Yeah, of course we're gonna do that. All right, hell yeah, hell and, yeah. And then and then we can talk about some inspirations for Puss in Boots. Like Lizzie, you mentioned a fairy tale. That's right. I found it. True. It weirdly <laughs> not as it was so hard to find Puss in Boots because when you type it in, you just you know you get the Shrek one. Yeah. But 
I found it. I read it. I digested it. It turns out you reading fairy tale books for children is like an amount of reading that I am ready to commit to. <laughs> it took it. It literally is just like a a five minute children's tale. I thought it was gonna be like a whole like story thing, you know, like old timey no, stories. No, no, no. Like, and then he went to Sicily, and there he met a man who was a cobbler, and he was like, "Wow, you've got cute little paws, and love so much. It'd be a shame if anything happened to him." <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I mean, a like, frightening cobbler in total fairness picture your uh Fixes cobbler in like medieval times whenever this the renaissance mm-hmm. i'm not sure and a little cat that talks comes up to you and mm-hmm. asks for shoes yeah how could you say no exactly uh-huh. you wouldn't i wouldn't uh and and so that's why all my cats wear uh generation one air jordans but the yeah we're gonna talk about that one a little bit too and uh and there's some other inspiration for puss in boots if you can believe but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it (laughs) i know uh yeah it's actually spy kids is a pretty heavy influence (laughs) oh my gosh spy kids all right let us talk about the origin of el gato in the uh shoes I don't remember the El Shuo. El Shuo. Um, we are uh, we are opening the story in a let's call it like Wild West uh, kind of like Californian area. You've got your you know your buttes and your tumbleweeds and your your pueblo cities that are few and far between. And there's a little basket that is being carried on the wind. What could it possibly be? Why, it's a little kitten. A little orange tabby who has been abandoned. And as he says in his voiceover, he has no madre. He has no leche. No. It's true. But it's all right. Because from these humble beginnings, this this basket of, of God's greatest gift is swept up onto the uh, the doorstep conveniently of an orphanage, which is good because that's you know what he is, uh, <laughs> who is run by a a senora named Imelda, uh, who has taken in a bunch of other fairy tale, I guess orphans. I didn't know these, but uh, little boy Blue is there. He is blue and he blows a horn, so mm-hmm. okay. that's his character arc. Uh, in the background, you can see Bo Peep and her sheep are just hanging about. She has no speaking role. Interesting. Uh, but the other big fairy tale, I guess, orphan that we're going to meet today is one Humpty Dumpty, who is voiced by Zach Alphanakis and is, <laughs> is, is a very scary looking portrayal of Humpty Dumpty. Okay, All for right. like for a hot second, I thought you were talking about the original Puss in Boots like <laughs> I the was not and then we said voiced no, by Zach Galifianakis and I was like yeah, oh it's, this is this, from the movie yeah, I don't this think is, there's, there's not a cinematic <laughs> universe of fairy tales where they all like yeah I was over. like I also I was like whoa wait a second those do yeah, not exist this really good this is a bit of an aside I guess but what is Zach Galifianakis doing nowadays 
he what happened to that up. boy? He's done a lot of speaking. He's done a lot of voice roles at this point. So I guess people just really like his voice. He was in that Yeti movie we saw. Remember, yeah. Lizzie? Um, I can't remember what that's called. It's called Squatch. Squatched. He was it's a Sasquatch. That. <laughs> he was a Sasquatch who was looking it's for his Yeti It's called Missing cousins. Link. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. By, it's by Leica Animation. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so just I voice roles now, I guess. Yeah, I remember he was just like in those three Las Vegas movies. And everybody's like, "Oh yeah, Zach Galifianakis." Uh. The Hangover. And, yeah, and now I like have not seen him since. Yeah, because he does voice. I feel like a lot of actors like start doing voice roles, and they're like, "Wait, this rules! I don't have to go on set or like <laughs> you cut get paid water out same. of my diet for two days at a time to go yeah. on to set, <laughs> and I don't have to interact with as many Hollywood assholes. Like this rules, right? Yeah. yeah, you get paid about the same if you're a famous actor who is doing yeah, voice roles. I mean, yes, that is <laughs> exactly. an asterisk next to it. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I would love that job. Hey, if anyone's looking for a voice actor, I can do all sorts. You're going to hear a lot of me impersonating a Spanish man. So <laughs> You're going to hear some of, of the best but voice actors. the line out. a little bit. I want to point out that Spain is a dominant, it's a white country. So I'm doing an impersonation of a white guy, basically. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, interesting, I don't, I don't, interesting. I don't think that me doing an impersonation of some Iberian dude is is problematic, all right? Uh, the number of, like, asterisks we're throwing up here is, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. I just known, because I can't help myself. I love doing Antonio Banderas' voice. He's it's all right. real good. All right. Um, all right, so what do we know about Humpty Dumpty? Well, obviously, he is- He fell off a wall. Well, he didn't yet. That's <laughs> it's okay. Well, then I know up. nothing about Humpty Dumpty. I don't know. I, he's well, egg. He had a he had a great fall. Um, he just he it was a really good autumn for him. Uh, that's a funny joke, CJ. Good job. Uh, the it was like he had a great he has a great fall. I get he had it. A great fall. Hey, how was how was your autumnal season? That oh, was great. I'm Humpty. Great. Mm. Uh. Don't worry, I'll add and laugh later, probably, if I remember. <laughs> um, I also want to, for the record, I've definitely seen this movie, but my <laughs> recollection of it is about close to zero. I I think the most notable part about it is that Humpty Dumpty is like a egg-shaped, like in the Shrek style of animation. I remembered him. But he's got just like such a detailed, vivid human face on he his really body. really does. It's a little unsettling. It's really kind of strange. It's very emotive. I'll give them that. But it's like, it's 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 hard to look at. Uh, anyway, Humpty Dumpty is obsessed with procuring magic beans because he wants to go up into the giant land, a la Jack and the Beanstalk, and get some golden eggs. I guess because he wants money because he's an orphan but he's like really specific about this i guess because he is an egg yeah so ma maybe that appeals to him he's he's actually he's secretly looking for his bride he's, uh, i would like to marry a golden egg it's really oh. funny everyone calls him huevo through the whole movie it's very good uh but <laughs> yeah they're all well they're all like they're it, i said they're like california Spain. but it's like you know like as we'll as we'll talk about later, the term "native Californian" is is used a lot in pop culture when it really means like the Spanish settlers who 
had sex with the natives and became like Californian Spaniards, but you know, it's it's that kind of it's that kind of back. We talked about this in Scooby Doo. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. yeah, you're right. That's a little throwback. That's why you're here, Lizzie, because it all okay. Ties that's back. the connection. That's all, right. all. It all comes together. I thought it was for my expertise. All right. It's for a lot of things. I mean, anyway, this is this is part of that expertise, right? It is. It's true. <laughs> things <laughs> consults list things Lizzie knows about <laughs> adds California kinda but old timey through, version through media California old timey California <laughs> that via part media. of Scooby Doo where they talked <laughs> about this. All right, um, so Humpty Dumpty wants to find magic beans, and uh, he's a bit of a loner, but he's also an inventive little boy for some reason. He's like a Leonardo da Vinci, uh, but a egg. So he's inventing all these contraptions uh, and he's running experiments on all the beans he can find to see if he, any of them are magic beans. Uh, but one day when Puss shows up, uh, he stands up for, Humpty stands up for Puss as little kids. He's like, hey, little boy blue, stop bullying Puss in Boots. Right now he's just a cat. He doesn't have a name yet. Uh, but right, he has no boots, this, therefore he is just right. Puss. Exactly. Puss. Well, he gets the name Puss from Humpty Dumpty because at first Puss <laughs> because, can't speak. Uh, <laughs> be, because because he uh, wasn't up for that fight with Little Boy Blue. So he's like, your your name is Puss now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, I'm gonna name you Whiskers, and he's like, mm, no, no, and he's like uh, Alejandro. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> Puss. He, he does the thing where they like you know kind of back into their name. Yeah, uh, but. So they're, they, over the course of their young childhood, they become, they become brothers, deep friends for life, etc. cetera. Uh, and they did the bold choice of, you know, a lot of times during backstories, they will give the character like a young child voice to emulate them being a child. Uh-huh. Uh, they don't do that with Puss. He goes f- straight from meowing to being like, yes, I'm Puss. <laughs> oh, so that's, yeah, I like that's that, way better. actually. He never has like a child voice. He only ever has the voice of adult Antonio Banderas. Yeah, that's and way better. And a cat meow. <laughs> but the two of them go around there. They become troublemakers in the city. Uh, they're stealing beans uh, and they're rubbing up against the law. And Humpty X as the 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 brains and Puss is like the skill. He's got cat's grace, nimble fingers, mm-hmm. uh, and so the two of them keep getting into trouble with the uh, commandante, which is I guess like the commander of the guard, mm-hmm. uh, played by Guillermo del Toro. So yeah. he's in this movie, and I hmm. guess is actually in like a lot of the Puss in Boots stuff. I think he just likes Puss in Boots, so pretty good. Yeah, sure, okay. Sure. Uh, but one day, uh, Puss is kind of like, I don't like getting the Commandante upset with us. He keeps, uh, talking to our Madre and, uh, it makes her sad. And I want to, I want to be a good cat for her. And, uh, Humpty Dumpty's like, we don't know this place anything. This sucks. This isn't our home. (laughs) We should do whatever we want. But, uh, through a bunch of weird accidents, uh, a bull is unleashed into the town square and starts raging around. And Puss, who sees that the bull is charging towards an elderly woman, springs into action oh on gosh. instinct and takes down the bull right in front of her. And she is saved. And it turns out that this is the madre of the commandante. 
and everyone oh. saw him. They said, oh, you saved the Madre of the Commandante. And then the bull goes, you saved the Madre of the Commandante. <laughs> and, then, and then the Commandante <laughs> comes me. out and he says, Puss, you are a hero now. And he's like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. And then everyone starts cheering about how great he is. And then his Madre gives him a pair of boots because she says, these are the boots of a hero. And then... They're and, cat size though, Puss, because I uh-huh. think they'll be very small. And Puss is like, I don't know what I, I was trying to figure out why anyone gave him boots <laughs> at all. And the answer is his mom gave him the boots because they are boots for a hero, and he doesn't really know why she gave him shoes. But okay. she did. I I really like the idea of like we open Legend of Zelda. And Link is just like sitting there in his regular garb and his grandma goes, son, it's time for you to put on the cowl of the true hero, by which I mean these shoes here. We got you these tiny boots. They're very cute. We got you these cute little boots. (laughs) And that's the hero outfit. Uh, So he, he is now Puss in Boots, the hero. Uh, and he's he's he really likes this, but Humpty does not. Humpty is like, uh, this is unacceptable. We're supposed to be, you know, looking out for us. And now all you care about is the city and the people. But what about me? Is Humpty Dumpty a narcissist? Yeah, he is, and mm-hmm. he's like, he he gets this like fixation that he needs to be rich. Uh, and like get out it out of this little dust bowl. So he he really doesn't like it there, uh, and so he's willing to do whatever it takes. But he mm-hmm. is trying to get his. He also cares for his his little brother Puss though. Uh, he's sad that he's you know being a hero instead of being his brother now. Uh, and so he hatches a scheme. You see, what I did there. Thank I, you, CJ. It, oh, yeah. Like, all right, thing. you're allowed to move on now, but that was really and, good. Thank you. And then they, he tricks Puss into helping him rob a bank. Uh, and the city it, wh- is how, like, well, how, how does that work? He, it was, uh, it was very contrived. Uh, <laughs> but he, it's the middle of the night, and he says, Humpty says that he needs help getting out of the city because he wants to leave. Uh, and then he's like, okay. Uh, I'll help you get out of the city. And so he helps Humpty scale the wall of the city. Uh, But then as he helps him over the wall and is contemplating his brother leaving, uh, the fog lifts on a placard that is right next to him. And it says, the bank. And then he says, oh, no. And then Humpty throws a sack of gold over the wall into the cart that they were in. And then they gallop off. And now he's a bank robber. Oh, So it's the oldest trick in the book. That really sounds like really sounds like Humpty maybe didn't need Puss's help at all. Maybe just needed, you yeah. know, like a grappling hook and he was all set. Well, a part of it was to just get him into the same boat as him again. Like uh-huh. he just he he was trying to, you know, bring bring him down to his level or whatever. <laughs> uh so the two of them gallop off, they uh run past the commandante, and he's like, Oh, you are an outlaw now, Humpty and Puss and Boots. This is you've you've gone too far this time, or however Guillermo del Toro sounds. <laughs> and then uh the their their thing crashes, their wagon crashes, and all of the all of the money uh that they stole fall into the river. 
and then Puss also falls into the river, and Humpty doesn't fall into the river. It's like an ironic twist. He, yeah, oh. he has no great fall. He did not fall. Well, he has a oh. fall from from no from grace. From grace, yeah. So a fall <laughs> from grace, That's, but not a great which is fall. A great, yeah, like a like an a great Oedip- fall. like an Oedipus fall, like how. Well, well, that's a very different kind of fall. I think a, I think well, he's like the I guess Puss has like an Oedipus fall where he's like the hero. You can you can only fall so far. Well, but cats always land on their feet, so it's okay. He if says you fall. no. He says in the movie that that's a myth <laughs> made up by dogs so that they could throw him around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow, they really covered everything. They did. You thought you could sneak one past me, but I will, I watched the movie. I know what happened. <laughs> okay. Um. So uh, Puss is Puss spends like fifteen years just like going around, and no, he spends seven years. Sorry, it's thirty-five years in cat years, but it's seven years wandering, oh, okay. wandering around, being an outlaw. He's wanted by his his town because he basically threw all of their money into a river, which is not good for a town's economy. Uh, and he is, you know, he's just listlessly going from place to place. Um, all of this flashback happens in the middle of the movie. I'm just going chronologically. Like the movie opens with Puss uh, just having had intercourse with a white cat that uh, is. Uh, I guess they did it while her owner was asleep, and then he sneaks out, and oh then the owner's God. like, "Get out of here, you darn cat!" And then he's is this like, "A children's movie? Yeah, radical. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> awesome." And then she's like. She only speaks in mass. You know, that thing that I hate where like one animal is having sex with another animal, <laughs> even though the other cat. animal only speaks animal, but like the other says, other animal speaks the human tongue. He yeah. said, Oh, oh, Jess, you like that? Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, it's ba- it was basically like that. <laughs> so very good in general, I would say. Um, but he's going around listlessly until he hears about a, a big score he can get in town. Jack and Jill apparently have some magic beans. And he's like, there are no such thing as magic beans. But he goes and checks. And indeed, Jack and Jill are in possession of the magic beans. Um, So this rendition of Jack and Jill, they are very large, powerful man and woman. Oh, uh, beans, they beans, are married, fruit? which I thought they were siblings. But I guess thinking back on the nursery rhyme, there's nothing to suggest that. Uh, so they're married to each other. And huh. I guess it's Jack good. wants to have a baby and Jill doesn't want to because oh. it, would, it would put a hamper in in their thieving lifestyle. They're they're outlaws. Mm. Is there? Oh, is the OK. Thing. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I mean, that's very sweet. I'm I'm sorry that they're having those kind of marital issues. That's well, they're always... working through. They have they have pets. They have pet uh uh wild boars as kind of like a substitute, and they it's treat them specific. like babies. Oh my so god, you're fun. just talking about our friends now. Yeah, you know it all. It's, it's all. It's all just the coping mechanisms of like the next generation of people who can't yeah, afford. To, yeah. Like, all right, we need to move on from children. this bit right about now. But uh. But Puss sees that they do have magic beans, so he tries to steal them. But, uh-oh, something goes wrong during the heist because there's another kitty cat who's trying to heist the same beans at the same time, even. What? A masked a masked kitty cat with, with little black and white spots, just like my little kitty cats. You rub them on their belly. Aww. But this mysterious masked bandit cat 
who also wears boots, by the way, which like at that point, <laughs> are you really puss in boots or are you just another cat who wears shoes? Well, I don't. Know. I mean, she her full title is Kitty Softpaws in Boots, but she usually that's a bit too know, long. We don't know that yet, Ethan. <laughs> oh. She's ripping off his style. Yeah, no, he does the whole thing where he thinks that she's a man and then they they bungle the the thieving and then they go back to a cat bar that's called uh the glitter bar but the g flickers on and off so it's a glitter bar it's very funny and then he does a dance battle with the other cat and then it's revealed that she's a lady and her oh. name is Kitty Softpaws because she's got the softest paws in the biz. You can't even tell when she steals stuff from you. And her running mm-hmm. gag is she just steals stuff off of Puss the whole time, like off screen. <laughs> so like he'll just lose his hat and then she'll be wearing it. So that's a good bit. It goes on a lot, but it's funny. <laughs> that's that's the the bit that your D&D rogue does that's really right. funny session one, and then yeah. you say, please stop like, doing okay, that. Okay, we get it. You can steal things whenever you want. I understand. Maybe um, I should take inspiration from this because I play a tabaxi rogue. No, that's thank true. you. <laughs> well, you might find that this, that this rogue has a sad backstory, Oh, but we'll get there soon. Why is it a rogue um, with a sad backstory? Impossible. Anyway, turns out that Kitty Softpaws was working for uh, Humpty Dumpty. What? He's back. What? And he wants them beans. <laughs> and he says, listen, puss, I need your skills to get the beans back. We had a tumultuous past, but I miss my bro. And I want us to all work together to get the beans and then go get the treasure so we can get some golden eggs. What do you say, buddy? And he's like, no, I, I will never work with you again, brother. <laughs> And then he does this whole sad backstory thing, and then Kitty Soft pauses, go, oh, it would be so hot and sexy, muy guapo of you to come and <laughs> and steal these beans with us. And he goes, word okay, for word. okay, I will steal the beans. Uh, no, she doesn't say muy guapo. That's just my favorite part of yeah. High School Musical. <laughs> it's just, uh, she just talks <laughs> yeah. about how it would really get her Whoa, hot and what bothered. A, what a pull. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm always thinking about that movie. Um, so they all agree to work together and they have a chase scene with Jack and Jill. They get the beans uh, by all working together. Humpty Dumpty made a flying like horse-drawn carriage. Uh, and so they okay. fly off a cliff and then it turns into like a... a, a like a, a paraglider what are the what horses that da Vinci do? would make. They, there's a little crane that pulls the horse into the wagon as it turns into airplane mode so that the horse becomes a passenger of the airplane. As <laughs> God, it's they thought of it's everything. It's very good, actually. Wow. So they plant the beans, and whoa, what do you know? Big beanstalk goes up into the sky. They go to the giant realm, do another heist. Uh, there is no giant. The giant was killed by Jack in Jack and the Beanstalk, which is not the same Jack as Jack and Jill. I thought they were going to cross that over at first, but it's not true. Uh, Two okay. different Jacks. Um, but but, but they, Jack didn't take the Golden Goose? Apparently not. <laughs> okay. There's more to be revealed. So that, I but mean, at is, that point, it's just homicide, Jack. Like. But as, but as, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> 
Is it, okay, so is it better if he steals? I mean, corpse, then? and then like I understand, like it's, it's it's a fucking robbery at that point. Like his purpose makes sense. If he didn't steal the golden goose, then he just went up into the clouds, killed the guy, and left. I think technically the fall killed the giant as he was chasing. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I just... That's what I think. We don't I... know about the Shrek. I, I think technically just the bullets out of the gun is what killed him. That's different. You know it. Uh, anyway, they do another another heist. This is Jack a kind of a heist movie. Uh, there, as Humpty Dumpty says, there's a creature here that guards the golden goose, a giant monster. So they have to avoid the giant monster and get the golden goose and bring it out. And it will lay golden eggs for them. Awesome. Also, at this point, Humpty Dumpty dresses up as a golden egg. He's wearing like a golden spandex morph suit. Uh, he's like, I will blend in, which never comes up. Okay. So, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like they look at him and they're like, oh, he, he's a golden egg. He just egg. wanted to. He just wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, uh, he's got some kind of weird obsession yeah, with he's, golden he's eggs. A little, he's a little freak. Um, <laughs> but. They avoid the monster and they find a little, uh, I guess, cat-sized chick. It's about the same size as they are. Uh, that is just shitting out golden eggs, and they're <laughs> like, "This is it, baby!" Uh, and so they yoink it and they escape the castle. They come back down and then they chop down the giant beanstalk. And nice, successful heist. Great job. <laughs> except, Movie over. What? Except even <gasps> the, the beanstalk falling down alerts Jack and Jill to their location, and they come and they steal the golden gosling, oh. and they hijack it out of there, and they don't kill Puss in Boots for some reason. They just leave him out in the desert for the, for the buzzards to pick away at him. And it looks, oh, he's in his lowest point now. Uh, Kitty Softpaws is nowhere to be seen. She was giving him all like lovey-dovey eyes. Uh, but then she just, she got captured or taken off or something. He's just all alone now again. So he's like, shit. And so he goes, he wanders the desert. And what does he find? It's his hometown. He's like right next to it, conveniently. Oh, convenient. Uh, except he's still a wanted cat. So he's got to go into town. He's trying to save Humpty Dumpty from Jack and Jill because he he is pretty sure that his his boys got kidnapped. But uh oh, he discovers it was a plot all along. He's been double crossed. Humpty Dumpty was working with Kitty Softpaws and Jack and Jill, and pretty much everyone in the movie so far. Because as Humpty Dumpty pointed out. He says, I was always there, Puss in Boots. And then it flashes back to all the different scenes in the story, which is the only part of this movie that made me laugh out loud for like a full minute. But it like goes back to all of the different set pieces in the story. And then Humpty Dumpty is just like reveals himself from, from behind a thing. Like after he was done plowing that white cat, he just like <laughs> sits up from the bed behind the owner while he was sleeping there. And he was in like a like bar that. and he just like turns around from the bar and has just like wearing <laughs> a fake mustache. And then he was like in the heist where Jack and Jill were, but he was hiding under Jill's skirt the whole time. Wasn't he dressed as a cat? In one yeah, yeah he was at the cat bar playing a guitar and <laughs> dressed as a cat. I, I was then, that white cat from the beginning and, of the movie, Puss. That was oh, me. That was me. You fucked me, Puss in Boots. <laughs> but but real, I, 
Is this this, like a a vengeance thing or what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, I didn't care about the money at this point, Puss in Boots. I wanted revenge because you betrayed me and they threw me in jail when you abandoned me here in the city. You didn't help me escape. And now I hate you and my plan has come to fruition. And the white cat that fucked him was there and she has a golden egg too. Oh, they're divvying out the golden eggs to everyone who is party to this plot. I okay. So, is does he have anything worse set up for Puss in Boots, or is this? Because usually yeah. these plans like culminate in in killing the person, right? But yeah. it kind of just seems like he's like, <laughs> I did a ten year long plot so that we would do a heist together, but you wouldn't get money. No, I mean, that is part of it. And then also, because he revealed all this in their hometown, then the 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 commandante shows up, and then he goes, oh, puss, I'm going to put you in jail for a long oh, time because you're an outlaw. It and is me, Humpty Antonio Dumpty, Banderas. I am speaking to you, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> no, it's Guillermo del Toro, who does kind of sound like that too, but he <laughs> is actually from Mexico and not from Spain. But he is... So Puss in Boots is getting thrown in jail and then Humpty Dumpty's like, I caught the outlaw and I got a golden goose that lays golden eggs for everyone. So I have fixed our economy by evenly distributing a golden egg to all of the citizens, thus <laughs> fixing the economy. <laughs> and okay. everyone, everyone's, that how it works? everyone's super cool with that. Well, presumably you could spend that money in other towns <laughs> and, and that would be good. But yeah, I mean, the, the implications of inflation vis-a-vis a <laughs> magical gold laying goose is remains to be seen but in any case uh puss is in jail now where there's a crazy old man and he's like oh you must be pushing boots i guess old humpty dumpty had his way with you and he's like what are you talking about his way and this (laughs) i was that white cat i had my way with you (laughs) no he says ah my name is Andy Beanstalk, but my friends call me Jack. And I, what? <laughs> what? Like, okay. Because my Humpty Dumpty, Andy, Humpty Dumpty went Jack. to jail at the beginning, if you remember, as uh-huh. kids, where right. he met Andy Beanstalk, who was also in jail. And Andy Beanstalk had himself a couple of magical beans. Because Humpty Dumpty Wait. had the beans all along from the get go, Ethan. What? So he so stole, wait, wait, so he stole the beans from Andy Beanstalk. Uh, 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 so the dude was like obsessed for his whole childhood with finding these magical beans, mm-hmm. and they were in the same podunk town, like just in jail this with a uh, Andy this whole time. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you think to look there. Interesting. Okay. I guess. I mean, I guess. To be fair, if they were just, if they were just if like, they yeah, were nowhere, there wouldn't be any stories about if, them. If this guy, so. if this guy told me he was Andy, I would not assume he had anything to do with beans. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't know why his name is Andy Beanstalk and his friends call him Jack. Uh, yeah, lots of questions. There's a lot of questions here, but. This is this is the moment. It was that moment when Humpty's plan went from getting magic eggs to vengeance, okay. and and so all of this is to say that uh, 
uh, also uh, Andy Beanstalk went to jail because he sold sold the family cow to you know buy the beans. That's right. from the classic fairy tale. Yes. But he didn't say which family's cow it was, so he got eight to ten for stealing another family's cow and selling them for beans. <laughs> okay. So that's that's why he's in jail. That's by the a way. lot of time for it that. is a lot of for cow theft, though I guess in old timey days a cow is like you know, that's like twenty million dollars. In old timey days, they <laughs> chop off your hands. Yeah, well, it, we're, not, we're not that old, and we're in California. We're not in you know the place that Aladdin lives in. So, uh huh. What okay. also was this, this was feels, Andy okay. was Andy Beanstalk white? What was it? Was, yeah. was, say, was Andy little... Beanstalk white? Because yeah. if so, of course they're not going to string him up for that. It's uh, fine. Getting yeah, a little in the, slap in the weeds wrist. here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. What are we talking about? Oh, right. Humpty Dumpty got his revenge. Um, but Key Softpaws is like, no, I've fallen in love with you, Puss in Boots. I'm gonna help you break out of jail. And uh, but the one thing that Andy Beanstalk reveals because he is also broken out of jail in the same jailbreak, and he's like, that's great. I need to get out of here because that giant monster that guards the Golden Gosling is gonna be coming for that Golden Gosling, and I don't want to be in the town when she comes. And they're like, what are you talking about, Andy Beanstalk? And he goes, oh, don't you know the monster what guards the Golden Gosling is Mother Goose. It's her Mother Goose. Oh. And she's gonna want to get her little duckling back. Geese are really scary. Right. (laughs) And so, uh, Andy Beanstalk fucking boogies out of town, but uh, Puss and uh, Kitty Softpaws decide that they need to uh, return the golden gosling to its mother goose to save the town and uh and they endeavor to do this um also i said kitty soft paws has a sad backstory she has really soft paws uh because she was declawed by her owner for scratching up stuff when she was a baby oh and so Aww. she never so, so she doesn't have claws anymore which is a detriment to her in many ways because these thieve cats use their claws to pick locks and climb things, so it's hard for her to do that. It is a good PSA that you shouldn't declaw your <laughs> yeah, cats. Yeah, you shouldn't declaw your cats. It's That's like not if you good cut off them. the very <laughs> last tip of like each finger. The, di- like the last with- digit of each finger. Yeah. yeah, but she rolled with it, and she became a world-renowned thief who can pickpocket anyone, so it's pretty good. Uh... But the two of them fall in love and they all, you know, work together to save the city. And Humpty Dumpty has his retribution arc and he's like, I, I doomed our hometown. And Puss is like, no, but you can save it because you're a creative little egg. And then they do that. But at the end, Humpty Dumpty indeed has a great fall at the last. uh, He sacrifices himself to give the golden goose back to its mother. And when he falls, he shatters, bafflingly revealing a golden egg inside of him. So I guess he was a golden egg. That so he did want to get eggs just to fuck them. It's entirely possible. Listen, I don't know. And then the mother goose takes her baby goose and the golden egg, which shattered out of Humpty Dumpty, and flies back into the sky. So, And then in the post credit scene where everyone's singing and dancing, he is alive again in the sky now. So I don't know. Maybe he was reborn. <laughs> I was going to say, does is something going to hatch out of that then? And it's I just don't know. like him? Is it eggs? Is it Humpty Dumpty's all the way down? I don't know. I don't know if Humpty Dumpty is as a <laughs> phoenix and whenever one <laughs> shatters, they cannot put him back together again because he simply reforms 
days later as himself again. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Don't, it's very scary. Uh, <laughs> and I'm very scared of Humpty Dumpty. But mm. in the end, we get the legend of Puss in Boots who... Um, oh, during all of the all the confusion, the city folk all see him saving them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're cool now. Well, they the city folk see Puss in Boots saving them, um, but the commandant only sees the uh, sees him like stealing the golden egg goose and like wreaking havoc on the town with a giant goose. And he's like, "You are an outlaw, Puss in Boots." So that's how he that's how he gets the his his title as sort of like outlaw but man of the people kind of thing. Sure. So he he's a rogue. He works for himself, but he's got a good heart and he he works for the people. Oh, he's got a good heart and he works for the people. CJ, are you talking about the Netflix series, The Puss in Boots, Adventures of Puss in Boots? Are you? No. Oh. I'm not gonna talk about that oh, because okay. I was gonna watch it and then talk about it, but it was six seasons long, and I was like, oh I am God. not what? watching I am not watching six seasons of Puss in Boots Adventure of Puss in Boots. Uh but it must I watched have been enough, very successful. I watched enough to know that apparently he's uh, a magic spell determined he has a good heart, but he does he is kind of wayward sometimes. Mm. Um but it doesn't matter because I checked the synopsis for the whole show. And at the end of the show, he goes into a time portal that resets all of the events so that they never happen, <laughs> but only he can remember what happened. So he has the memory of an alternate oh. life that he lived on a Netflix TV series, mm -hmm. but it is not canon to the mainline plot, so we don't have to talk about it. So don't at me. If, what if, like, if, every, if we have 10 people... If we have ten people at him, I would I would like you guys to force CJ to watch this whole six season nonsense. That feels Pe like an achievable goal. Although <laughs> I would be very sad if I had to do that. Oh, that's the best I, part. I like the the loophole that you can get out of all of the lore you've created for a series by at the end being like and a uh, time portal boom. I mean, it we, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. We went over this exact thing with Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it's 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 fine. It's yeah. a good way to it's a good way to write your franchise's <laughs> spin-off. Well, uh, it's a way. I don't know if it's a good way. All right, we have to keep going, okay? <laughs> Puss in Boots does other adventures, but he what what we know about him is he is a rakish rogue who rakish who works for the people. No, he's rakish specifically. Okay. But he's he's a man of the people. And then we don't see him again until the events of Shrek 2. That's right. Or when we first saw him. Our first really. our <laughs> first actual in IRL seeing of Puss in Boots. Everyone's favorite character from that movie and the reason why he got so many spin-offs because he's a generally fun character. Very I enjoy watching his movies. Uh but he is the reasoning that was given on the wiki, and I, it's good enough for me, so I'll take it, because there's no direct link from the end of the movie to Shrek 2, sure. but he's a bounty hunter trying mm -hmm. to hunt the bounty on Shrek. So the idea is he's still a man of the people, right? Because he's like a bounty hunter, so he's trying to get outlaws, but he still works for money, so bounty hunter kind of fin fits into all that. But then, as we all know from the Shrek movie, they engage in combat. Here's something that really annoys me. 
Uh, and we'll start to we'll, we'll start to bring in all the parallels with Zorro because uh, Puss in Boots is very heavily inspired by Zorro, uh, but Zorro writes a big Z on people with his with his sword. And it's uh-huh. like Zorro's here, like everyone knows that. But Puss always writes a big P in people for Puss, which is funny. But then the little inside of the P never falls out; it always just dangles there. But it would because it's completely detached from the rest of the thing that you just cut it out of. So like, you know, the Zorro, like the opening to the Zorro movie is like a flag waving and then they go and then the flag's still waving, but it says Z. They do the same thing with the puss symbol in one of the shots where there's like a, there's like cloth waving and then he goes and he writes a big P in it, but it keeps waving, but the P would fall out. Like the middle of the P would fall out from the center. It's infuriating. I see what you mean. I fucking hate it. As long as we're talking about things I hated from Trek Two, I had I had two things that were like really weirded me out. It's like a perfect media, but yeah. Okay, go ahead. Tell us what you hate about Trek Two. So, so the first one is that they did like all of this build up for like Puss in Boots, and then they they have a fight and Trek like easily beats him, like kind of thing, right? And and Puss is like, oh, now I will work for you. Yeah, he owes him a life debt. Yeah, I, like, was so expecting, and I guess I was coming off of, like, like seeing his his media where he's, you know, more tricksy and such, that, like, this was a purposeful thing that he was doing to, like, gain Shrek's trust, and Donkey even says, like, oh, we can't trust this guy, and it's like, no, he just, like, he just very immediately good. failed and, and is forever. Very good Eddie Murphy impersonation. <laughs> hey, I, Shrek, I, hey, Shrek. We, this, is, this is crazy, right? I, I like that one better. I uh, disagree because it was all just set up to be a joke. He didn't defeat him in combat. He had to stop because he had a hairball and then... And then he just picks him up. And then Shrek by just the nape him of his up neck. Because he's a huge ogre. Yeah. I think <laughs> it was, I think it's it was I very it's, ridiculous. I think um, what I think what it is is Puss realizes that Shrek is actually like a good guy. Like you see Ogre, that's the plot of the movies, right? Uh-huh. You see Ogre and it's like, oh, bad guy. But then he realized that he's actually a good guy who's just fighting for his for his senorita. And yes. so I guess it's right. a senora and at that point. Before and then before we he, move on. Though I have part number two, I forgot how like all early two thousands animated movies ended with a song and dance for no reason that had nothing to do with anything. What do you mean for no reason? It's a celebration. It's just all right. We have finished the plot. Let's dance. Yeah. Then I saw her face. Exactly. I mean, I'm a believer. So good. Also Shrek 2, ending with, uh, what's the song? Uh, it's uh, Super... What's it called? It's not Superstition. It's not called Superstition. No. Uh, She's into Superstition. That's what I was just, yeah, that's what I was just doing. Black yeah. cats and voodoo dolls. Live in La Vida Loca. Yeah. Oh, La Vida Loca. Yeah, duh. See it like two down. bangers in a row. Like... Shrek 2 is so better than the Spanish first one. It, get it? 
It's so it's so weird, and I remember I remember that that was the thing at the time. But like going back now, here's two things that annoy me about it. One is how it was really funny and good, and two is how it fucking jammed and was made my ass wiggle. Yeah, I was gonna say this. That's Bollywood, baby. That's what they do. And I every time I see a Bollywood movie that has a big song and dance at the end, I think. Every movie yeah, should end wrong. like this. <laughs> you're not only wrong on this one, you're so outnumbered and outmatched. It's crazy. It's I mean, crazy. I'm, it's I'm, loco. Cer- I'm certainly outnumbered. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, we all know what happens to Shrek do. He fights with Shrek. He learns to work together with them instead. And then he does the kitty eyes, which he learned from when he was a kid. That happened in the backstory, which doesn't really matter because oh, okay. he's a cat. He can just do that. Um. And uh, and that's when he becomes lifelong Movie friends history with, with Shrek. Yeah, he's uh, he appears in uh, the rest of the movies as well. He's in Shrek three, where he's kind of an uncle to the the dragon donkey the- abomination hybrids, <laughs> um, and he's also just kind of a good bud that Shrek has that helps him out in his time of need. Because in Shrek three. Fiona's pregnant and Shrek's like, oh God, I don't know what to do. And they want me to rule the kingdom because the king's old and uh, he's going to die. And I don't want to do all that. I just want my swamp. I want my swamp donkey. Oh, for fuck's sake, donkey. And then Donkey's like, damn, Shrek, you should uh, find King Arthur. And then they do that, I guess. But then Shrek Pussy was not was not very good. But then Pussy then he's like, "Oh, I will help you in your quest to find the King Arthur." And then they do that, and played that's the by plot. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it's it's forgettable, which is very then, funny because in Shrek Two, in Fiona's old bedroom, she has a poster yeah. that says Sir Justin. Yeah. And it's yeah. obviously Justin Timberlake. <laughs> it's it's great. <laughs> um, and then in the fourth one, uh. He is also there. Puss is also there because uh, Shrek has his kids now, and he's kind of like uncle to Shrek's kids. And he's telling them about all the glory day stories about him and his dad doing adventures and stuff. Uh, and then in that one, Shrek makes a wish to never have uh, to. He wishes that he had a simple life back, which means he doesn't have his wife or children. And then they do like a reverse. It's a wonderful life where he just gets to live his life as if no one's ever as if he was the still the the old Shrek from the first one uh but then that's it turns out to be bad uh overall and so and puss in the fourth one in the alternate timeline mm. is like Fiona's pet cat mm-hmm. yeah and then he gets all he's like a chubby no explanation house cat. to how he got there right well, presumably the same kind of thing. He was probably sent to kill her and then was easily outclassed again by just, an ogre. He's a big, tubby little Yeah, he's a little lap cap, and he's like, oh, I have not swung a sword in many a moons. Uh, that but, clip of him, like, coming down the cat tree, yeah. like, really slowly <laughs> scratching down the way. But that's also an alternate timeline because that wish gets unwished at the end of the movie and then it all goes back to normal. So technically, from Puss's perspective, that never happened. So another example. I looked up a timeline for Puss and Boots and there's, like, several branches where it's just like, this is an alternate timeline that is undone. This is an alternate timeline that, that never happens. And I'm like, great. This baby. makes it so easy for me, baby. <laughs> amazing uh but that is that is him and shrek and then of course 
we get to the current day, the movie that we all saw. I don't want to spoil it in case people haven't seen it or want to go see it because it is fairly new and has come out. But You it should is, see it because it, it is very good. It is great. Frankly, yeah, I'm excited to see this movie again sometime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. The And the animation is top-notch. The first movie is... Mm-hmm. Not even Trek level in its like you know because it was supposed to be like a direct to DVD movie spinoff, so it's not bad by any stretch. But I would say it's just a little bit under Shrek, mm-hmm. um, but still pretty close. <laughs> the style of Shrek, right? Um, but like the they but not really the budget the of fur Shrek. textures figured out like that kind of stuff. Um, but this one's crazy, crazy good. This one but is great. With the style's style is great. Well. I'm glad that uh, just as an aside. Uh, bless into the Spider-Verse for changing things up and making everybody realize they can stylize animation because that's the point. Yeah. Not making everything <laughs> realistic. Yeah, it looks great. But in case you're wondering, some of the characters, because we hadn't seen any of these movies going into it, so you'll see you'll see Kitty Softpaws, you'll see Puss in Boots, um, and there, there are stories. small appearances by some Shrek characters as well. There is a in flashback. They were crossing. They were walking along a log bridge jauntily, as if it were something Some, like, akin to Lion, Lion King, King, King Akuna Matata. Akuna Mataing, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's puss. That's everything you need to know about Puss in Boots going into Puss in Boots. I hope you guys do see the movie because it's very good. Uh, you don't need children to go see it. It's I was feel weird seeing. going to see children's movies, but then, uh. Then when kids like are yelling in the movie theater, I can be like, get the fuck out of here. And mm-hmm. then when I'm yelling because it's so funny and I'm just pointing at the screen of popcorn <laughs> spitting out of my mouth and I'm laughing. Slapping like, his thighs together in joy. Yeah, right. Then the kids can't do anything to me because I'm way bigger than them. So if they try mm-hmm. to yell at me, you know, I'll just throw them in the trash. So um, just like when we saw Avatar 2, and I'm sure people were mad at us laughing at a well, lot then they that we That's <laughs> so silly. We just, we're laughing at a lot that we was not supposed to be so funny. Much, but in our defense, it was, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, is it, CJ has... The, the anti-recommendation uh, of this episode is, is Avatar is, 2 you to not see You Avatar 2. <laughs> so, right. so underwhelming. Yeah, so uh, CJ has been talking about us maybe doing some, uh, some shorter videos on our off weeks. And... Uh, Please, so please we can rant about hating yeah, Avatar 2. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely not going to talk about the lore of Avatar because it's nothing. But yeah. I would love to talk about how much I hate Avatar. Yeah, we have to keep up on current stuff. So if you want to hear our expert lore well, takes on various things that are kind of more current events. Fucking stupid. Some of this <laughs> the good news stuff, is, is that Puss in Boots has... By far a much higher critic and audience score on Rotten Tomatoes than Avatar 2. And they came out about the same time. I will say, after watching the first Puss in Boots movie, it's crazy how good the second one is. Because they could have just done another one of those, but they didn't. Which is, like, very weird for Hollywood to do. But, I don't know. Maybe DreamWorks is kicking it up a notch. They are everyone. I like I said, everyone looked to Sony coming out of the woodworks with a banger that is into the Spider Verse and being like, "Oh yeah, we can stylize an animation and have more fun with it. All we right. don't have to make Disney copies. You don't have to, but I mean, Disney doesn't even do that anymore. They just make live action. Remakes <laughs> they just make remakes, <laughs> uh, which are also pretty bad. So I want to 
take the the rest of this episode and talk a little bit about the the inspiration for Puss in Boots, uh, both the uh, the fairy tale that it comes from, and as we mentioned before, Puss in Boots uh, is very similar, if not an exact carbon <laughs> copy, in many ways to the famed masked hero Zorro, who was originally a character from a bunch of like pulp comic style stuff back in the 1920s, I want to say. Um, yeah, and yeah. A lot of people cite Zorro as the inspiration for a lot of Batman's behaviors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Zorro was, I guess, by far a way more influential guy, both of whom, Puss and Zorro, played by Antonio Banderas at some point. So uh, I'd be curious to know, and I, I don't know if you know this, but as far as like, this is more like movie history, if like Puss in Boots was written in as a character and then and they imagined they're like we're gonna do puss in boots but we got to get antonio banderas to play him and it's like a spin-off mm. of zorro or did they put in puss in boots and then someone was like let's cast antonio banderas and they were like oh then he should be a parody of zorro yeah, that is probably I, pretty tough to tell i mean i i don't know this for sure but just Based on the way that Puss in Boots functions as a character in there, like it has to be a role that was written for. I would assume Antonio. it was yeah. written for I think, him. I think that's probably right. I think they said that Antonio Banderas wants to be in the movie. Who do we pull from? Because they pulled Puss in Boots, which let's be honest, <laughs> not a very well known fairy tale character previous to the Shrek movies. Sure. I mean, it's a really old Italian story. I do have like. You, CJ had asked me off podcast about or told me a little bit about the original Puss in Boots fairy tale. And I was like, I know this like by the beat, the story beat, because little me has somehow read this in a book. Yeah. All right. So before we get too much further, you know what time it is, Ethan? Um, it's game time. Uh, People love the games, Ethan. <laughs> Did, this one has did, a a, wait, wait, wait. did anybody tell you that they love the games everyone, or do you just love everyone, the games? <laughs> everyone says they love the games, Ethan. Uh, this is gonna be right. this is gonna be a quick one though, but it's gonna be a good one. Okay. Uh, this, I liked the last This game. is a game. <laughs> I like You're games. not helping I, Lizzie. <laughs> I liked having anime waifu and husbandos. Uh this uh-huh. one. I was so one, afraid that entire time. <laughs> I was gonna go to jail. This one's gonna be great, and you both can play at the same time. And okay. is I there's not a great deal of content because the the idea was a little <laughs> tenuous at best. But after telling Lizzie what the idea was, she did give the game a name. I so did. we're going we're going to be playing Gato or Nato. <laughs> That's right, Ethan. I have a I have accumulated some quotes mm-hmm. and what I want you to tell me, and you guys can take turns answering, is was this a quote said by any incarnation of Puss in Boots or any incarnation of Zorro? And okay. then for a bonus point, you can tell me if either of the two, depending on who said it, if it was said by specifically ba- Antonio Banderas playing one of those two characters. Okay. Okay. All right. You've got it. Let's start yeah. out. Uh, let's start out pretty easy. 
Uh, and then I think Ethan should go first because Lizzie knows the the Puss in Boots story a little better. Sure. So she, I don't want you to cheat off of her. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Upon being asked and pointing at their sword, do you even know how to use that thing? They respond, uh, yes, the pointy end goes into the other man. Uh, yes, that is Zorro, and that is the Antonio Banderas Zorro. Okay, Lizzie, what do you think? Uh, I agree. I think this is Zorro, and okay. I will say Bender, Antonio Banderas. Okay, yes, you're, you, are, you are both correct. That was from the movie uh, The Mask of Zorro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, that's great. You both have two points. This is, this is going to be good. There might be no competition at all. <laughs> we'll see. Here's another quote. When I decided to follow my dream, I had already discarded my life. Is that Puss in Boots or Zorro? Mm, am I going first again? Yeah, you, go, yeah, you, you go have first. to go first again. Okay. I feel like that was Puss in Boots, uh, and that would be Antonia also. Okay. Lizzie? I'm going to say Anto- uh, Arzoro, but not Antonio Banderas. Oh, uh, Lizzie is correct. That was ah. not Antonio Banderas Zorro from long ago. That's another two points for Lizzie. Ethan, you're at two points total. Lizzie with four. This, this one's going to be a little <laughs> bit different. Good people, if you do not tell the king that the meadow you mow belongs to my lord Marquis of Carabas. You shall be chopped as small as mincemeat. Uh, this one was Puss in Boots, and it was not Antonio. Uh, I'm going to say it's Zorro, but not Antonio. No, this was from the original Puss in Boots story. Uh, and yeah, it was not Antonio Banderas because this was like the the 1400s. So. <laughs> I I knew it wasn't Antonio. You did you know it wasn't say Antonio. That. Okay, all right. Then you get yeah, you're right. You get a point for that. Mm-mm. Hmm. You and me can take my cousin's boat to go out for two weeks of fishing and mojitos. Uh, that was <laughs> Puss in Boots, Antonio Banderas. I'm going to be sad if this isn't Puss in Boots, Antonio Banderas. It is Puss in Boots, <laughs> okay. Antonio Banderas. This is from Shrek the Third. Uh, the mojitos thing <clears throat> was really what gave it away. <laughs> All right. I'll do, I'll do one final one All right. as a not okay. tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. I'm so prepared. Yep. I am not a fighter. I am a lover. A great lover. Oh. God. I mean... That does sound like something Antonio would say, but also any Zorro could say that, and also Puss in Boots could say that. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. I am going to go with Zorro, but not Antonio. Okay. I'm going to say Puss in Boots, Antonio Banderas. That was Puss in Boots from Dang, Antonio yeah. Banderas. That was from the Puss in Boots movie that we just talked through. He said nice. that about Kitty Softpaws. I was going to say, that sounded kind of familiar to me. 
Rough. Well, rough. Lizzie, you are you win the uh uh Antonio Banderas identification badge. You can put that on your Girl Scout sash right next <laughs> Hell to yeah. Antonio carving cryptids. I know you well in two mm-hmm. specific roles. I'm yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was waiting for you to like throw a curveball. It's like this was Antonio Banderas from Spy Kids. Yeah. Oh, oh, I did have I did have one. I didn't think it would be fair though. Um, <laughs> it would not have been fair. No. Well, no, <laughs> you were funny. I I wanted to do uh let's see if this curse is anything against my luck. Uh, uh, that's from Rora Noro Zoro from One Piece. Uh, that one. <laughs> okay. That one was a Never, little I have not seen this. He's anymore. talking about a cursed sword. Oh my piece. God. I, I thought doing a One Piece reference might be too deep a cut for our cultured audience who surely doesn't have the time nor patience to watch through 1,200,000 episodes of, um, uh, of anime. And if you don't have the patience to do that, let us know. Ethan, and we'll I mean, we on like episode 800. There's no yeah. way. You guys, I mean, you guys it would can't take... do One Piece if I can't do Naruto. We'll do stretch goals for both. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> tweet, tweet at Lizzie, Lizard X Lizard, if you, wanted, if her, if you want her to come on and do Naruto. Uh, I, so I want to talk about the old Puss in Boots because this shit's wild. All right. <laughs> Uh, Please. you mentioned, you mentioned it a little bit briefly, Ethan, uh, and you were talking to me about it and then I went and read it and it is bizarre even beyond what you had initially told me. <laughs> um, but let me give you a brief synopsis. There are three young men and their father is an old Miller who dies and he leaves <laughs> Great his, opener. Yeah. Yep. As opener. old Millers That's, do. Right. And so he leaves his oldest son, the mill. He leaves his second son, the ass. And he leaves his third son, the old, the, the cat that lives on the farm. And so the third son goes, well, fucking great. My, oldest, cat. Cool. my older two brothers can like just put their two things together and they have a farm. Uh, but I just have a fucking cat, so I can't do anything. This cat, I'm only going to be able to eat it and turn it into a hat. And upon hearing this, the cat's like, whoa, whoa, buddy. You don't want to do that. Wait, right? well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, CJ. I believe the cat says, oh, whoa, whoa, buddy. Oh, whoa, you do not need, whoa, easy, guy, easy. You do not need to do this. Listen, I know you think you're down on your luck, but all you need to do is to bring me a pair of boots and a satchel, and I will bring you great luck, my master. And he was like, "Holy shit!" Like, the oh, cat talks. Talking cat. <laughs> Are you Antonio Banderas? Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and so the the cat's master is like, "That's a weird request for <laughs> boots and a sack," but then he's like, "But I have seen my cat play some." pretty crazy tricks and catch mice by like faking being dead and then jumping out and getting them. So I know my cat's pretty clever. Maybe I'll go along with this. So he gets the shoemaker to make his cat some fucking shoes and gives him a satchel. And he's like, all right, dude, go get at it. And he's like, oh, thanks, master. Um, I, I will bring you all of the fortune you need. And so the cat goes out and he goes and he does his little play dead trick and he puts some tasty treats inside of his bag and then a bunny comes along and jumps in the bag and they 
snatches up the bunny and he kills it, quote, without remorse. So there's that. <laughs> cool. Uh, and then he brings him to the king and he's like, oh, my king, my master has sent me to bring you this bunny rabbit so that you can have some of the fair game of his land. And then he's like, oh, thank you very much. Oh, uh, fucking cat. Talking cat. Oh, my God. Talk, oh, is she wearing shoes? <laughs> Fuck. That's awesome. <laughs> And then he goes out and he does it again with more and more game. And he keeps bringing the game back. So he's literally just like a cat bringing dead birds to you. But in this case, they're like pretty cool. And they but like they it. And good then, dead birds. Yeah. He's like, this is great. And he's like, Who, who's your master? Little little kitty cat. And he's like, oh, it is the Marquis of Carabas, which is a made up place. Uh, even in this fantasy world, it's like a made up place. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's just like making up a fake backstory for his master. And the king's like, oh, he sounds like a pretty good master. That's nice. And then the cat's like, oh, I know that the king's going to come by the river on the morrow. So I have a very cunning plan uh, because I'm a cat and I'm very cunning. Cunning's a word. <laughs> and so he's like, master. You need to, he's like, master, you, you need to take a bath in the river for me, master, on this day. If you do this, if you just listen to me, master, get stripped strip down past your skivvies and get in the water, and then all of your dreams will come true. And if my cat, who wears boots and talks the human tongue and catches rabbits and stuff, told that to me, I'd be like, yeah, all right, sure. Yeah. Not? So the master goes, he takes a dip in the river, and then the cat steals his clothes, and then he hides them away. And then he goes, oh, help, help, my master, he is drowning in the river. And then the king's carriage, which he knew would be coming by that day, stops, and he's like, wait a second, you're the cat. What has that owner, the master of Carabas? And he's like, yes, my master, he is drowning. You must save him. And he's like, oh, guards, go save this guy's master. He's given me all sorts of great gifts, like dead birds and rabbits and stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't and I save just him otherwise. I just love it so much. And so <laughs> the guards go get it, and he's like, oh, my master, he was descended upon by rogues who stole his clothes and they tried to drown him oh it was so awful and the king's like oh well no marquis of carabas is gonna walk around naked here have some fine clothes so he tricks the <laughs> king very cleverly into giving some nice ass <laughs> threads to the to this this poor miller's son right mm -hmm. and then the the princess who's riding around with her dad sees this well-dressed man and he's, he's you know he's fit right he's got <laughs> farmer's body uh-huh yeah you know, she maybe like, you know saw him before the clothes yeah. like, oh, i <laughs> yeah, see this guy coming out and like and it's it's a guy who's not her cousin and she's like this is hot <laughs> and then and so a the, man and a man even <laughs> <laughs> so, and so the king is like, oh, you have to accompany us. We're just going for a little stroll. And uh, why don't you hang around? And he's, you know, you gave us all these gifts. It's only fair that you, you have a carriage ride with us. And he's like, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. Thanks. And then the he cat. He doesn't like what gifts? Who <laughs> doesn't like, yeah. <laughs> and so the cat runs forward and he's like, listen here, you fucking peasants. Uh, you're going to tell the king who comes by that you work for the the Marquis of Carabas, okay? And if you don't, I'm gonna fucking cut you to shreds. And they're like, whoa, whoa, okay. Whoa, a fucking talking cat. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit. I'd be <laughs> like, oh, the little cat. Whatever you say. And We're a ton of people. What is one cat oh, gonna oh, do? Oh, he's a little kitty cat. And he's like, I will fucking, I'll fillet you from toe to head, my little man. You just test me. And they're like, okay, 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 we'll say. Okay, they don't, I mean, at the end of the day, though, 
again, if I'm working, if I'm at work and a cat's <laughs> running up and it's like, hey, can you tell everyone that you work for this made up guy, Bill Bill Gates, I, this guy that I made up? And I'd be like, sure. Talk yeah, to that's, 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 our, that's our deep lore is Bill Gates does not, not exist. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my... Yeah, he's like it's the, just a cat that goes around and tells people like, "Hey, tell yeah. them you talked to Bill Gates earlier today." He's like oh, the Dread Pirate Robert. Do billionaires yeah. ever do any work? Yeah, <laughs> and so and uh-huh. so I would and so I would just be, yeah, I'd be like, "Sure, I don't fucking care. It doesn't matter to me who I say work I work for, whatever." Um, but they all so the king's like going through the kingdom and he's like, "Whoa, all these people work for you? You have a huge area of land, dude." And he's like, "Yeah, well, you you know, uh-huh. whatever." And then the cat gets to a castle and in the castle there's an ogre. This is where it ties back into Shrek, see? Cuz <laughs> the ogre lives in the castle. He actually owns all the land around the castle. But the cat does a little bit of reconnaissance, right? Cuz he's smart. He outsmarts people. And he knows that the ogre is not only an ogre and a lord and a landowner, but That's a lot. he's also a shapeshifter. Oh my god, that's <laughs> and a so, lot. And so he's like, so ogre, I came here because I heard you have the amazing power to shapeshift into like elephants and lions and shit. He's like, yeah, check this shit out. And he turns into a lion and scares the fuck out of the cat. He's like, oh, that is scary. And then... He calms down, and they specifically say that his boots are not very good at running on the cobblestone. Uh, but the, the ogre really spooked the cat. I don't. <laughs> but he goes back, and he's like, "Whoa, that was crazy!" But surely you can only transform into big, scary things. You could not transform into like really small things, like a mouse. And the ogre's like, "What are you talking about? I can transform into anything. Watch!" And then he turns Bruh. into a mouse, and the cat goes, rum, 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 and "Just fucking eats him!" And then he's just dead. And so then this cat is just like, hey, everyone who lives in this house, you work for my master now, yeah? And they're all like, I guess. I mean, you just <laughs> ate an I ogre. I guess he's yeah, not an, a shape-shifting ogre, you, but yeah. sure. You got ate by a shape. You, our guy got ate. And in a stroke of luck, the ogre was getting ready to have a great feast for all of his <laughs> attendants that day. <laughs> Yeah, and, the, the, so, <laughs> and so all of the halls were decked with decorations and mm-hmm. food. And then the king shows up and he's like, this is where you live. You did all this for us. And then the <laughs> and then the Miller's son, who's now just is the Marquis of Carabas, he just mm-hmm. he just faked it till he made it is like, yes. And then he's like, dude, I don't want this is part. This is he actually does say something like this. He's like, dude, I just want you to know that if you don't bang my daughter right now, that's on you. Like. <laughs> I, I I'm good with it. She's yeah. I mean she's down. So she's you know. a, she's like I think As you like will. cats and that's that's yeah. pretty cool. I, I like cats too. <laughs> I also put little booties in my cats. That's so looking cute. <laughs> uh and so the guy just fucking becomes royalty and then marries into royalty for real and then uh it says Puss became a great lord and never ran after mice anymore but only for his diversion because he's a little scamp. He likes to chase mice too. So, and that's, and then the moral according to this is how advantageous it may be by long descent of pedigree to enjoy a great estate yet knowledge how to act. We see joined with consummate industry, nor wonder yet thereat doth often prove a greater boon as should be two young people known. Yeah, so, <laughs> so so this is this is from like yeah a a like time and grouping of 
um, fairy tales where they would just straight up have a rhyme at the end that told you what the moral was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be. And yeah, this one is supposed to be in, in maybe a better summation, like the fucking the clothes maketh the man. Yeah. And Cause they like, they saw like, a cat wearing boots and they were like, <laughs> yeah, he obviously works for a great Lord. Look at, look at his little shoes. I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how well that resonated with Italian people in the 1800s, but I I just love that reading it nowadays, like the moral that I get from it is like it is acceptable and perhaps uh encourageable to lie to and cheat the rich. Yeah. I I kind of <laughs> I wish we could just a lot of stories would just take uh inspiration from but the Twilight Zone, the original one, where he'd just be like, well, anyway, wasn't that fucked up? I'm Rod Sterling. <laughs> I'm, Rod, I'm Rod Stewart. Did you see that cat? Anyway. Did you we'll see s- that shit? We'll anyway. See, we'll see you uh, the That's next just time. what it should have been. I am Antonio Banderas. That was pretty crazy, huh? Oh, anyway. Oh, yes, I do am Antonio Banderas. Yes, that was cr- <laughs> he's, just, he's talking to himself. I liked that very much. Speaking of Antonio Banderas talking to himself, let's cap this off by, by talking a little bit about the Zorro movies because, Ethan, you and I both watched these. Lizzie tried to watch one of them and fell asleep. I tried to watch two of them. And fell asleep both times. <laughs> fell asleep both times. And it is, as we said, Puss in Boots. Like, obviously, the Puss in Boots from the Shrek is kind of related to this fairy tale creature. He fights an ogre. That's the thing that happens. He's very clever. Uh, but in all mannerisms, I think he's just is Zorro. Uh, and it's important to know what that means. Uh, Ethan, do you do you want to fill us in a little bit about the legend of Zorro? All right, sounds great. Uh, so we yeah we started it on this a little bit, but uh, Zorro was a pulp fiction that was created in 1919, and uh, it was meant just to be like a, a one shot thing. Uh, but it was so popular that they just kept writing more. Of course, the writing did not end up like the book, the rest of the Pulp Fiction books did not sell nearly as well. But uh, it really like took people by storm with movie at ad- movie and film adaptations. Right? There yeah. were Zorro many Zorro movies like from the black and white era. There were TV series. There was like Zorro was everywhere. Yeah, he's, a, um, he's a great character. He's a he's a hero of the people, you know. He's yeah, he's he is a great character. He's he's got that whole thing where he is heavily based on these stories from the past and then also heavily influenced a lot of stories that we tell nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um so Zorro, uh the character himself, he is a lot like uh Robin Hood is one of the big examples, right? Um as he is he is somebody who is a rich person, but fights for the good of the common man. Is Robin Hood uh, rich? I think he, li- yeah. he lives in a forest. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, his his father is super rich, and then he forgoes it. But yeah, Robin Hood is oh, a lord. Okay. okay. Um, I, it's just like if if you were like, "Hey, I live in a forest," I'd be like, "Oh, because you're homeless." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. 
I guess when you tell your rich dad that you don't want to do rich people uh, stuff anymore, that does usually make sure you homeless. Would. Yeah, I like um, I like Zoro's house because it's it's called a hacienda, and there's a bunch <laughs> of secret passages all throughout it, so there, that you can do secret shit in there. Hell yeah. But yeah, so he's he's like Robin Hood in that, you know, he's like the the rich guy who, you know, bucks the the class system, but also in that, you know, Robin Hood as a character, he doesn't just like beat his opponents, he makes fools of them. Yeah. And rich people deserve to be. If there's a moral, <laughs> hey, if if this episode was like an old-timey fairy tale and there was a moral to it, the moral is to make fun of rich people because they totally deserve it. And steal their money if you can. And colonialists. <laughs> and if they can turn into a little mouse, just eat them. Just, just if, yeah. eat the rich if they can a, turn into little mice. Uh, I bet, hey, Jeff Bezos, I put this podcast on one of your hosting sites. I bet you can't even give me $10 million. I bet <laughs> a small man like you could not even muster it. You fool. Hey, you Elon Musk, I bet you can't even turn yourself into a Tesla so that I can <laughs> just drive you and have you explode on your own. This is a weird fan fiction. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, I think we were talking about something else. We were talking about Zorro. Um, oh, jeez. So, so Zorro quick. takes a... <laughs> I'm dashing and strong. He takes a lot of influence from Robin Hood... And then he also takes like a lot of influence from just like general, uh, you know, trickster folklore and such. Um, his you know, name he means fox. His name he means cunning. Yeah, his name means fox. He took a lot from Renard the fox. Um, all all kinds of things like that. Like one of the biggest things about Zoro is definitely that yeah, he doesn't just beat his opponents; he makes fools of them. Was yeah. making the Z. Uh, was that in the original things, or was that a movie invention? No, I believe that was a. Was that I in think, the old pulps? I saw some. I saw some. Uh, some screenshots of some of the older ones. Yeah, he's like carving a Z into this dude's head. Oh, I can see it. This, this one's. This <laughs> one's from the. This one's from the Ow. golden age of comic books. So yeah, between nineteen thirty-eight and nineteen fifty-five. A little more brutal than Goofy, but yeah. Zoro was kind of the first and archetypal uh, hero with a secret identity. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's definitely like all sorts of heroic folklore and such that come before, but uh, Zoro really popularized this idea of the hero who has the alter ego. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is not what Puss in Boots did. He's just like, oh, I am Puss in Boots. <laughs> Everyone knows me. I have... <laughs> I'm wanted everywhere, yet no <laughs> well, one Well, if he takes me. off the hat and the sword and the boots, he's just a little kitty cat. That's, That's right. He, does, he, he does do that as a bit right. a few times. You're right. Okay. Um, so maybe he is. Maybe he is but, more than we think. But yeah, so Zorro is the, the infamous, uh, you know, bandit slash hero, but uh, it is Diego de la Vega. His, Diego his, de la Vega. His alter ego is, uh, he's just a super rich landowner in California. <laughs> he's a and, Don. Indeed. Um, and so you can see the like parallels with Batman, right? Where the, the rich guy is, is secretly fighting yeah. for the people. Um, he has the, you know, the same kind of things of like recurring villains and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I do love, I love, 
that with with Batman, you have the whole thing where Bruce Wayne's I you know Bruce Wayne as the identity is like a playboy. You know, he's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, to keep my secret from everyone, I have to bang these three supermodels so that yeah. nobody suspects Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, for Diego, it is very much that he just like plays a ridiculous, over-the-top coward and ninny. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's, he's just he like, plays, if I may, a fop, which is a old-timey <laughs> archetype where you are like. Mm, fighting and riding horses how deplorable I would never dirty my boots with such things I hire people to do those things for me basically I think I've seen arguments that online about how they're like how do people not know that Bruce Wayne is Batman if he's gonna act so like miserable and he's never gonna show up at the same place and time and then I saw someone was like listen it's like if one of the Kardashians was a superhero (laughs) you would never think that they were they were a superhero so that's what i'm picturing for zorro here too that he's playing this rich celeb that right yeah for for zorro for zorro and diego that is spot on yeah Yeah. Yeah, he's he's totally just people are like like that incompetent like you know because diego also like he did make his own fortune right it was daddy's like fortune daddy's land you know so he's like everybody's just like this guy is just an idiot who you know inherited yeah. his father's stuff right but he secretly plays, he plays into that because he is cunning like the fox he knows that people's expectations of you are far more powerful than your actual ability so, which is why mm-hmm. i act like a fool and a fop <laughs> in, in my podcast so that people will never know my true identity my true powers as a let's player i mean yeah I right they know I'm and it's like player. how puss in boots i guess like he plays a cat, also just a cute little cat, right? To some people. Well, he his because he has the power of suggestion. He has like the command spell where he <laughs> uses his cute. big eyeballs and he goes, "Yeah, oh," mm-hmm. and then he disarms you with that, and mm-hmm. he goes, "Zanga!" <laughs> but yeah, so we um, there's there's many many different like iterations of Zoro, just like any other kind of like you know, caped hero s character. But we have been talking an awful lot about Antonio Banderas, so <laughs> I want to quick go over his his movie from my you know late '90s childhood, yeah, uh, quick one. which is wilder than I remember it. We uh, we have our our bad guy Don Rafael Montero. Uh, he is like a uh, this this baddie governor in California, right? And he figures out that this Zorro guy who has been giving them trouble for ages is Don Diego. Uh, and it's worth noting at this moment that Don Diego was cl- uh, cast to be Sean Connery, but oh. he he dropped out. He didn't want to do it. So I would Anth- never play a Spaniard. Deplorable <laughs> <laughs> people there. <laughs> yeah, that's very likely what he said. Um, but so... Anthony Hopkins took over as Don Diego instead, and it's so weird because you can tell that it is not Anthony Hopkins playing Don Diego; it is Anthony Hopkins <laughs> playing Sean Connery playing Don Diego. It's it's so it's so bizarre. <laughs> but I was at first I was like, why do they have this white guy playing? Like I was this, awake for that part. Why do they have this white guy playing like a 
Mexican guy, and then they're like, we're in California, and also I'm from Spain, and I'm like, yeah, they're okay, Spaniards. I mean, technically, then, they're I guess you would white. be white. Yeah. Spanish, yeah, people from Spain are white. Uh, <laughs> Lizzie so- coming in with the... With the- <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised the, the shout out the call out i mean just to be clear because just you'd so be we're surprised clear. at how many people don't realize that and it's like where is spain yeah on the, map? the europeans <laughs> it's They're in europe literally next to france <laughs> think about french people but mm-hmm. with six, your accents oh, impossible yes. oh oh a wee uh, omelette oh. du fromage oh, okay never mind okay got yeah me back exactly all right. Um, so actually, <laughs> nice dude. Uh, so Montero has figured out that Diego is Zorro. So he, you know, he sends troops to his estate, and in the shootout, uh, Diego is captured, and his wife Esperanza is accidentally killed in the crossfire. Esperanza. Uh, Diego is sent to prison. And Montero, he just, like, fucks off back to Spain. He's like, all right, mission accomplished. Um, So then we have our other character, Antonio Banderas, is playing Alejandro, Alejandro. who is, uh, he starts out as a, a bandit, right? And he and his brother are these two right there. They're kind of like goofy scamp bandits. Yeah. Um, They, you know, they do cons, like, the... You know, their scene starts with them trying to collect the bounty on themselves. Uh, but it gets not so scamp funny when his brother just gets fucking murdered yeah, by he's beheaded. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. Uh, uh, Montero's right hand man. Uh, I think it was Corporal Love or something like that. Yeah, he's just a white guy manifesting some destiny. Out here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. Uh, right around the same time, Montero returns with his beautiful daughter to show, like, ah, we own things here. Uh, and this this spurs Diego to finally escape prison to try and get his, his vengeance. So we have these two meet up, Don Diego, the old Zorro who needs vengeance, and Alejandro who wants vengeance for his brother. And yeah. so, of course, we're going to have a training montage where uh, Diego teaches Alejandro how to become the new Zorro. And also, because everything has to be a reference to something else, it does steal, like, a whole lot of stuff from, like, Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, well, (laughs) in fairness, like, there was a scene where Zorro is fighting the, the young senorita inside of a barn, and I was like, this is just a fight scene from fucking... Pirates of the Caribbean when they're fighting inside of a barn. Like it's all it's they're all just doing the same thing. Everything's derivative. Yeah. Everything is derivative. Maybe um, we should do a whole episode on Zero because I also saw the second one and there's so much it's like wild what they do to my boy in the second one. I slept through all of it, so I can't it would be, <laughs> well, maybe we shouldn't do it then. It, it would, it's it a would, snoozer. It would well, be no. It's we were watching it at no, like midnight. So yeah, I'm just messing with you. Not, not the area I can watch movies. <laughs> um, but all right, so uh, Alejandro becomes the new Zorro, and you know, in that like '90s tradition of like, ah, oh, we're doing this thing, but in a new modern style. Like he's, you know, 
even more of like a scamp and just like a '90s kid yeah, than uh, the regular he's in Diego. Scamp mode all the time. Yeah. Uh, he's he's going full goblin mode. The, uh, you forgot to say the best part about the movie, which is that they draw a Z into stuff, and then fire explodes out of it. But then they're like, "Hey, what sound does fire make?" And they're like, "Panther roar sound." Oh, and they're yeah. like, That's, "Yeah, that sounds right." <laughs> The and then they hear play the panther roar sound it's like <laughs> it's fucking rules and so, <laughs> so uh this whole time that he's training up alejandro is also uh fallen hard for montero's beautiful daughter but shocker montero's daughter is actually diego's daughter Oh, who he just he just fucking stole? Yeah, no, it wasn't. Stole him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't. You can steal a baby. They don't know. I bet. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're gonna kill the mom and imprison the dad, like, yeah, you can just steal a baby. Except, that um, the, except she was like, I remember the smell. I smelt it when I was a baby, and I was like, What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I've never uh, smelled a thing and been like, Oh, right, from the thing of when I was a baby. I don't have any baby memory. No, nobody does. <laughs> I only have the memory of this one smell. It is it is poopy diaper. So I was going to say Mountain Dew. That's <laughs> when you but, started. All right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's the very basic, like, 90s movie after that, right? Yeah. They, they fall in love. Now they have to defeat Montero both to... Uh, save the girl and to get vengeance and they do so and it's great yeah i love that the and then they all do a dance musical at the end hell yeah (laughs) yes i think maybe we can talk about zoro in another one because that could be kind of funny but otherwise this is the end of our episode on puss and boots we want to give a big thanks again for lizzie for coming out for bringing her knowledge of cats and boots. <laughs> She's an expert sure. on both. That's mm-hmm. a new one. I have yeah. seen she she has she owns three cats and she owns many boots. And I'm sure we can put them together and just sort of see what happens. <laughs> and I want to thank you guys, our faithful audience, for listening once again. That's going to be another episode for us. Uh, but hey, before you go, why don't we do some quick plugs? Because this is a channel that has lots of different things we do, like streaming over at twitch.tv slash cooking with spices, where we have been streaming video games again. Played a couple new games. I played that hi-fi res game where it's like a beat-em-up, but it's also a rhythm game. And I'm doing some races of some old school games with our friend Mishka. And there's all sorts of things over there. And hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, well, hey there. You're looking at you right in the face. That's pretty cool. Why don't you hit that subscribe button? Give us a like and ask your friends to do the same. We'd love it if you brought us more engagement. Uh, and, and hey, send us some show ideas. This one was a fan-submitted show idea. Uh, we have a Twitter at Spices With. You can tweet at us there. You can DM us with some good ideas. And we have an email, cookingwithspices69 at gmail.com. Send us an email like an older person might. and <laughs> Or maybe just check in, uh, you know, if you need to I pen mean, pal. I, 
I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just hanging around these days. Nobody ever checks in on us. It's, we're not doing great. Yeah, send Ethan a letter. I won't tell you his address, <laughs> but I'm sure someone can figure it out. Um, but that's it for for the stuff we do. If that's it, as if there's not like a whole bunch of great content for you to go look at. Uh, but on top of that, we want to thank Gail Storm Kitsune for doing all of our graphic design for the channel. And we want to thank Apagio for the awesome intro and outro music rivaled only by the really cool chase scene music from Puss in Boots where they do the thing <laughs> with the castellanetas it's like tick, 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 and there's like maracas and, and then there's a, the guitar comes in, it's like and it's all awesome uh, but that's gonna do it for us for this week until we see you guys again I've been CJ and I've been Ethan and I've been Liz. And face me if you dare. Fear me. Fear me if you dare. <laughs> <laughs>